to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Czar. Czar, you doing all right, buddy? You sound a little hungover. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> what were you celebrating? Oh, just something extra special that we'll talk about later. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Czar is right. We've got something very special that we're doing for our Saturday segment. We'll talk about it here in a little while, but we are very, very stoked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah! Woo! Yay for us! But before we get to the sweet, sweet stuff coming on Saturday, we do have some news to get through. And just like every other week, uh, we have some interesting stuff to talk about today. Zach, do you want to give us a little bit of the rundown of what we're talking about today? Today on the podcast, we are talking about Waifu Uncovered, CD Projekt Red wanting to surpass Witcher 3, Sony PlayStation 5 announces an announcement to an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> predicting the conferences for this week because there is a rumored Nintendo Direct coming on July 20th, which is tomorrow as of us recording this. Yeah. And then there is an Xbox presentation that is confirmed to be happening on July 23rd. Yeah. So that will be some exciting stuff this week. You had me at waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then finally, we'll end up with game releases. With all that said, are you guys ready to get started? Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I hate to say it, Zach, but since this is technically a Nintendo article, you've got this first one, buddy. <laughs> It's technically a Nintendo article, but guys, if you like your waifus, Waifu Uncovered just came out. So Waifu Uncovered, if you don't have a Nintendo Switch, it's also on Steam. And basically, it is exactly what it sounds like. (gasps) (laughs) This article is by Jonathan Zara, and the wonderful studio behind this is, of course, known as One Hand Free Studio. JP, Zara, and I don't even need to make jokes. (laughs) This is getting funnier with every sentence. They're doing it for us. All right. So this studio is notorious for making it so that you can play all their games in simple mode, which means you only need to use one hand and your other hand, you know, you can be used for doing dishes. Well, first, first of all, what is Waifu Uncovered? What do you do in Waifu Uncovered? What is this game? Okay, I'm going to give you guys, you guys, we're going to play a quick game. First one, the person to guess what you do in Waifu Uncovered, they win the game. Ready, set, go. Um, you respect women? Um, maybe. No, not really. <laughs> is it another bejeweled puzzle game? All right, you guys suck at this. No wonder I win every time. (laughs) This game focuses entirely on removing your waifu's clothing. Waifu is another way for saying women, usually that are extraordinarily busty. It's theorized to come. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Waifu Uncovered is um, under scrutiny for Nintendo because, you know, Nintendo is generally seen as a um, kid friendly thing. Even though they have dabbled in some more M-rated stuff with, um, what was the game on the GameCube, Czar? Oh, uh, the N6, the N64, uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day? No, well, I mean, that's one, too. There's the occasional raunchy title, but uh, Eternal Darkness? Yeah, Eternal Darkness is the one I'm thinking of. And then even Bayonetta most recently. They've had some rated M games that are kind of out there, but usually they focus on a a market that is accessible to children. Uh-huh. And, um, but currently, the eShop, I don't know about you guys, it's got everything on it. Like, I feel like it's almost like an, like a crazy, like, just see what's going to stick in the, in the store. And I feel like every developer and their mother is just throwing a game on there right now. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's definitely very diverse. You've got that right in the pocket. That's what I think is great about Nintendo products is there's usually something for everybody. I mean, that's kind of the whole shtick. And, you know, including for 
our good friends who like to use their Nintendo products for, you know, one-handed activities. <laughs> right, which is a little raunchier than we like, but it's here. It's news. We're covering it. <laughs> uh, so Waifu Uncovered, you take off girls' clothing. Usually it would stop to where you couldn't actually see any nudity. But in Japan, the uncensored mode was supposedly removed so they could actually see it. So there's an actual moment of gameplay where you could actually see a fully visible boob. And so normally if you're playing the game on a Nintendo console, that wouldn't be possible. So yeah, currently One Hand Free is working on an update that they say should remedy the issue. And they plan to get Waifu uncovered up as soon as possible. I mean, I've got a couple of questions to start this article off. First of all, how stupid am I for not coming up with a game studio called One Hand Free Studio and make it about raunchy games? Like, oh my God, that's genius. They, they marketed themselves well, didn't they? I was dying at reading this. I'm like, no way this is true. And like, sure enough, One Hand Free Studio, and they've got a pretty provocative image that uh, is their avatar. Yeah. Well, in seriousness, here's my first question. Isn't there some type of review panel for Nintendo about allowing content on its eShop? I mean, some guy, you know, saw this game, saw the name Waifu Uncovered, saw One Hand Free Studio, and was like, you know what? These guys are some straight shooters. Let's bring this onto the Switch. <laughs> right. And you know what I'm saying? Am I wrong? No, there <laughs> absolutely is, but Nintendo has definitely dropped their standards so that more people can get their games out on the eShop. And so what happened here is it's just a bug in the Japanese version. Whether it was an intentional bug or not, yeah. So like in America, you're not going to see the boob. And um, other places besides Japan, you're not going to see the boob. Well, damn, now where am I going to find my nudity on the internet? I just... <laughs> <laughs> where or where to look? <laughs> um, but yeah, usually there's so many games that come up. I'm sure they just check to make sure there's nothing grotesque. Like, I mean, there's other games like this already on the eShop. Um, this one just happened to have a bug that made it definitely an adult game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I find this whole thing really interesting. Uh, Zar, what do you think? He's too busy playing the game as we speak. I'm sorry. What are you? Just sorry, shop, don't mind me. <laughs> when I saw this article, I was I was confused and I was like, is this is this real? Are we just joking here? But no, this is this is incredibly odd and crazy and not exactly how I expected to start an episode. But I'm just really confused. One, what is the gameplay? Like all I read through the article was you shoot the clothing off of the the wa, wa, wafus waifus waifus have you never heard of waifus are I, JP, I can you define what a waifu is for our audience yeah let me get on to urban dictionary real quick those people know everything <clears throat> waifu is a fictional female character from non-live action visual media games to whom one is attracted to so <laughs> that's what a waifu is so do with that information what you will it's just it's very apt here. <laughs> oh, this is funny. This is really funny. <laughs> I love every part of this story. So, yeah, I, I'm confused about the gameplay. And and secondly, I'm just really confused how if they removed the bug that it, it happened. I almost think that this was like a user thing. Somehow somebody broke the game on their own time. <laughs> I mean, it could very well be. It's just like this... If they did do that, that seems like a lot of work for not a lot of payoff. I don't. So it's pretty raunchy. You're basically a space. You're play, pretty much playing Galaga, but the background is like um, <laughs> girls. <laughs> and the higher your score, the better you get. The more, um, the less clothing they have, the more uncovered they get. The more un that's the name of the game, guys. Waifu uncovered. Hey, that's. Right. A Simple, convenient, and you can even play it one-handed. Well, where's the game where I, you know, shoot away layers of resentment to find more about the girl's personality? Huh? Where's that game? I want to play that game. Future expansion. <laughs> That's not in this game. That's the expansion. <laughs> it is um, It is rated M. Like, it's very clear that this is not for anyone that's under the age of 17. And that kind of leads me to my very last question is like, I know Nintendo is the family-friendly brand. Nintendo has the family-friendly brand along with the family-friendly games. But I mean, like, the... When people look at Waifu Uncovered, they know what they're getting into. Should they really be taking this off of their eShop? And so they're only it's only being removed in Japan because 
of the glitch where you can actually mm. see boobs. I see. I so see. you gradually uncover the woman, but like supposedly, or sorry, the waifu. It's not. A, it's not a real lady. Um, <laughs> the waifu. The waifu. And you're never actually supposed to see any nipples. I guess is that's where they draw the line at boobs. Um, so yeah. Well, making sure I didn't miss anything there. For all of our good friends that were anticipate anticipating playing waifu uncovered on your Nintendo Switch, um, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> Gonna have to wait. I just ruined a lot of people's day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's pull the curtain off of that one and move on to the next one, shall we? As funny as that was, there's just not a whole lot to say about that. It's just, you know, I can't wait to see anyone who's actually angry about what's going on there try and justify themselves. That's going to be a nice day. Any joke we make is a little too on the nose at this point. Moving <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, this next one is CD Projekt Red. Do we have someone who wants to take this one? So our next article is entitled CDPR wants to surpass their Witcher 3 benchmark with Cyberpunk 2077 and create a genre defining game. And this comes to us from Karam Imitaz. I'm gonna go with Karam Imitaz on gearnuke.com. So basically we know that the that cyberpunk is coming out soon right like it's been hyped oh, we talked about it you don't say <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it on a lot of episodes well the uh game developers know how hyped this is and so they are planning to surpass their previous benchmark game the witcher 3 and they're pretty confident they can do it just some interesting tidbits here um the witcher 3 as you know was one of the best-selling WRPGs and honestly just an incredible game. Zach could tell you everything about it. Right. I mean, like, that is such a high bar. Witcher 3 beat out that one game. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. The Last of Us? No, nope, never heard of it. <laughs> most Game of the Year awards. So this is a pretty highly coveted game. Like, it redefined what a side quest could be because some of the side quests were as good, if not even better than the main story. This game is just, it was basically a book inside of a game. It was, it was such a good time, um, let alone having a good combat system, good RPG mechanics, just looking gorgeous and the world being bigger than Skyrim. Like this was this was a game that redefined a genre. So to say that they want to have a new genre-defining title in Cyberpunk 2077, that should have you guys watering at the mouth for future games, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I don't, personally, I don't think they're going to have any problem. If their goal is to make Cyberpunk 2077 so accessible and so well sold that it outdoes The Witcher, it's doable. Like I said a couple episodes ago, I've never seen a game more hyped up so far before its release like seven, like Cyberpunk 2077 has been. It's like, they are really pumping up people for this game. And based on the gameplay we've seen, I think it's going to be totally justified. I think they've got really something special in the works here. I can't wait to get my hands on it. But the other thing is, I did not realize that The Witcher 3 was that successful. I knew The Witcher 3 was successful, but more Game of the Year awards surpassing The Last of Us? I mean, to be honest, I thought that was a record that was held by uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I didn't know that The Last of Us had the record right now, but still, The Witcher 3 surpassing that, that's crazy. That is absolutely insane, and I can't wait to see more from Cyberpunk, because if they're making these bold claims now, and with how hyped this game has been, you gotta expect that this is either going to be the biggest year's hit or miss. Hmm, totally. So, Zach, I wanted to get your take on this with what CD Projekt Red's trying to do right now. Is it kind of supposed to be a jab towards other studios or is this then just them kind of trying to beat their own benchmark here? I definitely think you could see other developers taking it personally that they're saying that they're the only ones that can push the genre forward. But I think they're more or less just trying to challenge, like call themselves out and challenge and let them like let everyone know, hey, we're constantly pushing ourselves. And I'll, I'll read this quote for you here. Um, again, this is in the article on GearNuke.com. Um, definitely, I mean, there's no bad blood or ill will towards any other studios or any other games because everyone in this industry moves forward, moves the medium forward together. So right there, he's trying to say like, hey, like we're not trying to talk crap on others. We, um, I'll just keep reading the quote, but especially coming from The Witcher 3, which was a huge success with such a great world that people spent hours exploring. 
It's very much a competition and a different understanding within ourselves as a team. We set the benchmark already in one previous game and we're trying to always do the same. So it's always about going through and trying to make things better, but it's also understanding there is a difference in asking how we push those differences to being a benefit. But yeah, we're always trying to make genre-defining and groundbreaking games. So no, I don't think they're calling anybody out. I think really they just set the bar really high for themselves, and they're not going to take yeah they're not going to take the easy way out. And I think there's no better way of proving this than them delaying the game like they have been. Like they've been delaying it, so there's no bugs. They're not going for that, but that's the approach. Like they're known for bugs. They want this game. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> they want this game gorgeous and mostly flawless even though it's a ginormous world with the amount it's been hyped up it better be but i mean that quote that you said it's really when you say competition and put it in that type of context we all think about i can understand how it have a negative connotation here but he's right like if you're challenging other studios and challenging yourself at the same time by continuously making games and their releases better and better and better it's just gonna set this bench markup you know to what other studios are trying to strive for before they release a game all that really means is we're going to get better quality games the more and more that goes on so i love hearing this quote and another side note is i wanted to remark on how much i love the fact that they they're kind of making it like known in this quote like yeah the witcher 3 was incredibly successful but we don't want to ride on the coattails of that we're ready to look at the next thing we're ready to push ourselves even further despite the fact that we didn't think it could get better than the witcher 3 i love that because there's a bunch of studios that love just riding on the coattails of games that they've already made you know rockstar <clears throat> and just keep on going with that More and shots not, fired. yeah and just not really do anything else with it like i mean playstation 5's amazing event as amazing as it was what was the first thing it started with gta grand theft auto 5 which came out like what what did we find out it was 2013 i don't even know how old (laughs) grand theft auto 5 is at this point i just wanted to make the point i love the fact that even though they found such great success they're not willing to settle for anything less than making better and better games from here on out i cannot wait to play cyberpunk 2077 yeah so is there anything else you want to add on this are we good to move on to jp's pride and joy i think we covered it i mean we'll we're obviously going to be covering more cyberpunk as the year goes out and this game comes closer to coming out so i can't wait to find out what what happens next all right with that jp you want to talk about the announcement for an announcement that might be announced All right, now bear with me on the title of this article regarding the PlayStation 5. Sony says they will give advance notice before PlayStation 5 pre-orders go live by Ali Hyder over at TwistedVoxel.com. It's a pre-game to the pre-game, boys. That's what they just announced. <laughs> I don't know who this is supposed to go out to. For anyone who's confused, as I was, because it took me an honest-to-God couple of times to read this to understand what they're trying to say here. They're saying they're going to give you a heads-up before the PlayStation 5 pre-orders go live. And to me, that just... I don't know if that seems as silly to you guys as it does to me, because that's so redundant. Why did you need to announce that? We all assume that. This is not our first rodeo. Absolutely. And I think the reason why they had to announce that they would announce before the announce (laughs) 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 that because people have already been going nuts for the PlayStation 5. Like there were people who started lining up outside of stores because they thought they could pre-order the new console. Already? Yeah. Oh my God, that's insane. I didn't know that. You know, when you put it in terms like that, I can understand how this seems more justified. And the more you put it in, like there's not a whole lot more context in this article than other than, yeah, basically PlayStation just wanted to let you know they'll give you a heads up before they're going to allow for pre-orders. But if you really think about the context of what's going on right now behind their little, hey, we'll let you guys know when pre-orders are ready. One, and I've predicted this, It's going to be hard to get the PlayStation 5, especially this year, because of manufacturing issues from COVID-19. They're not going to be able to make the amount of PlayStation 5s needed to, you know, quench the thirst of the demand that they're definitely going to see come holiday 2020. That's the big thing. But even, even with that, I mean, 
everybody has been on that hype train ever since the big PlayStation 5 event. And I think everyone wants to get their hands on this console. So when you put it into those terms, I know at first I thought that this seemed a little redundant and silly, but I kind of understand now why they're doing this. What do you think, Zach? Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just think the context is huge. I think Zara really hit the nail on the head there. Um, with our current situation in the world, I think just knowing that they're going to let you know before you pre-order, so that way people who want to PS5 can get to PS5, they'll be able to, ideally, hopefully. Absolutely. And a little bit of further speculation into this. I think this article is a direct cause and effect article from that Amazon kerfluffle that we covered in, I think, the last episode, JP. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, Anybody who's hardcore enough to really want PlayStation 5 on its launch day probably also understands, you know, the context of what's been going on in the world and how that's going to affect the launch. This is one of the first times, you know, ever since wanting a gaming console. I don't anticipate myself getting the console very soon after its release. You know, I think this is probably going to be a Wii situation where for so many people, despite the fact that they really want the PlayStation 5, they're probably going to have to wait a little while to get it. You know, I hope not, but I totally can see where you're getting like this is um, unprecedented times. And yeah, China's been hit hard and that's usually where a lot of these parts are produced. Yep. And so we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. I'm hoping that they can smooth it out. But JP, I think you got the right mindset. Like, it's OK if you don't get it right away, because there's more problems in the world than us not getting our PlayStations in time. And uh, yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, we host a podcast about video games. And if I can admit that, you know, it's probably going to be a while before I get the PlayStation 5. When I say a while, by the way, I mean... Probably like within a few hours, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe like, six. Realistically, though, I'm when I say that, I mean, like, probably I probably won't own it within the first six months of its lifespan. You want to talk about a dick move, though, JP? I, if I they guess. Release, like, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I can just see. I don't know. I hope Xbox and PlayStation both don't do this, but just a day one edition console. Like, you get a day one. And like they have like a special skin, like a special controller and these things like I can just see that being an astronomical price. I can see people who like scout video games doing some pretty mean things right there. So I'm hoping they make like the first year batch of PlayStation 5s are all the same. None of these beautiful cyberpunk launch skins that like Xbox One X got. You know, that's something I didn't even consider, to be honest with you, but I hope you're right as well. I mean, yeah. there's nothing I hate more than a scalper. What you say makes a lot of sense. And I mean, we already know that the end of the year when the consoles come out is going to be a bloodbath. So let's hope these companies aren't stupid enough to try to make something even more exclusive than it already is going to be. <laughs> Can we just agree on one thing? There's going to be an episode of South Park about this, and it's going to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. Like they're they're like their three part series for the Xbox uh, one and the PlayStation four are some of my favorite episodes of South Park ever made. Yeah, those, those are, are some episodes good made, Those are going to be great. I can't I wait. I love the episodes where like South Park really make fun of World of Warcraft too. Like their video game episodes are just fire. <laughs> it really Delicious. is. They always are. And there's really not a lot to say about that. If you're one of the people out there listening and you want the PlayStation five, I wish you all the best of luck come this holiday season because I'm not risking my life for a PlayStation 5. Be safe. Make sure your chain mail isn't rusty. Realize Zara is <laughs> being metaphorical. Don't make it realistic, please. please don't be those people. <laughs> all right. That's pretty much all. Uh, Zach, let's get back on that Nintendo train. Well, really, Nintendo uh, and Xbox, because we've got a couple of rumored, quote unquote, events coming up, don't we? Right. So I guess I kind of want to get our predictions out before these. Um, well, one's hypothetical and one is for sure happening. There's an Xbox event happening on Thursday. Is that one the 24th? The 23rd is 23rd Thursday. Is? Thursday, right? Okay, cool. I, I, so. I still read calendars. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> so Thursday, there will for sure be an Xbox event. Hopefully Monday, there's a Nintendo Direct because we have a Nintendo Direct. Not a mini Direct, a Nintendo Direct since September 4th of last year. Oh, yeah. Shit, you're right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, 
I sent Zara the it's been 84 years Titanic meme and I fucking meant it, okay? <laughs> if there Man. wasn't the Xenoblade thing, I probably would be crying right now in a corner, like freaking out. Um, All right. So very, very exaggerated and babyish because I actually went through my Nintendo backlog and it's pretty yeah. it's pretty long right now. Oh, I feel you, brother. But I'm gonna be a first world baby. And I'm going to just go ahead and predict some things that I want for my Nintendo because I want to throw money at them for some stupid reason. Yeah, let's uh, let's do Nintendo's predictions first. Let's do predictions on the Nintendo event. Before we talk about it, why have these rumors spread that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct coming up next week? Who, uh, who let that loose? Uh, basically, someone who called the Nintendo Mini Direct a week ahead of time called this Direct. And um, they have a very good track record. I think it, it, it goes back to a year. I'll have to look up who it is exactly, because you guys know me. I follow everybody, so I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know everyone off the top of my head because there's so many going through. But but what you're saying is it's somebody who's credible. Like it's not just someone shouting into the void of Reddit. Like, hey, there's probably gonna be a Nintendo Direct next it's week. It's not like it's not like your four chan leak. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. As long as there's credibility, I would love to talk about predictions. Now, the full length Nintendo Direct is usually what, like an hour of content? Uh, yeah, usually forty, usually thirty-five to like forty-five minutes. They all vary. Okay. Well, Zach, you're our big Nintendo guy. Let's uh, start with some things you think are going to happen. What are you predicting for the Nintendo right. Direct? Guys, 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 guys. Super yes. Mario Remasters. This got leaked back in March in every video game outlet under the sun from GameSpot, IGN, VG Chronicle. Like everybody was like, this is happening. This is for real happening. So I have no doubt in my mind, this is going to be the highlighted part. This is what they're going to be focusing on. It's the 35th anniversary of Mario. Mario is Nintendo. There is no way this is not at that thing. Now, the Super Mario remasters, if I remember correctly, because we did cover this. I remember we covered this. That Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario 3D World, and Super Mario Galaxy 1? Do I have that right? 64 was in there. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, yes. Those are oh the three that will be in there. That's incredible. I'm sorry, three, Wallet. Three, three generation-defining games, all in one package. Um, I'm really hoping that these are full-on remasters. Yeah. Um, because I think that would just be awesome seeing that Super Mario 64 like soundtrack orchestrated and redone in that new Nintendo flair. Yeah. God, what is it? Do 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 do. That that. Oh, hold on, I got <laughs> I gotta look it up now because we talk about video game music and it that opening um, area where you enter the gardens. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the first song. You can, I just literally, <laughs> oh, I just want to hear that all orchestrated and sounding awesome. Because I think Super Mario Galaxy was the first Super Mario game that was like fully orchestrated. And that, um, that music was fire too. So I'm hoping they redo the music and I'm hoping it's all HD. That, I don't know what else I would want, guys. Because it's one of those games that you really don't want to, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know what I mean? Just update it. Don't. Don't mess with. Oh, yeah. Better graphics, more sound, maybe a couple additional secrets for people. Uh, literally. But I mean, you've got it right on. I mean, these are three classics. These are three amazing games. OK, you know what? I will say this. If Super Mario Sunshine is in there, the only thing I want them to change is to give us a better reward for getting all 150 shine sprites. OK, no, no. Oh, yeah. now, and they got to fix the pachinko machine. Yes. Yes. That that one is the one that needs the most love. I think Super Mario Galaxy was kind of that is definitely one of the most flawed ones. And it's not like shit on it. Oh, really? I would have said that Super Mario Galaxy was pretty oh, flawless. I see Galaxy, I'm sorry. Super Mario Sunshine. My bad. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine for sure. I mean, and for what it's worth, I think it's still incredible. Um, but I think it yeah, with a little spit and shine, you could have a product that most people at first kind of considered a bit of a failure for the Mario franchise and really bring it into the light as like just another staple. Like I think it's got that potential right there, and all it needs is the TLC. Absolutely. But you don't just have Super Mario remasters, Zach. I see a couple other interesting on your pre- interesting things on your predictions list. All right, yeah. Since it's a prediction list, I am kind of throwing some stuff at the wall. Uh, <laughs> they have been talking about F Zero. Like there was a Twitter account in the exact same vein as the Super Mario remasters. Yep. And I cannot think of a better time to have F Zero because we already have our. I'd almost say this is Mario Kart's been perfected. 
Like you really like, I mean, I'm sure there can come up with some zany thing they want to add on to Mario Kart now, add some more characters. Yeah. But Mario Kart, I don't see how much more it can go to. And we already have a great Mario Kart game for the Switch. So now we can have an F-Zero game. There's plenty of time before we have the Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever. So let's finally put Captain Falcon back in the limelight and get an F-Zero game. How cool would that be? I was going to say, how long has it been since he had his own game? I mean, and I know it's not based on Captain Falcon since it is, you know, racing, but it's been forever. 2002, F-Zero GX. Okay, so it was Ah, GameCube. Yeah, forever ago. Wow. You're 100% right. I mean, yes, everybody loves Mario Kart, but any other console has multiple racing genres and like they've got this golden ticket right in their back pocket that they've just been sitting on for almost a, like two decades. It's a dead franchise. Right. I really hope they can bring it back because it doesn't need to be. Captain Falcon is an iconic character thanks to Smash Bros. And it's a totally different genre than Mario Kart. This is like competitive, fast paced, heavy metal racing guys like have you guys played an f-zero game yeah it's intense and that's exactly <laughs> what i was gonna You're say sweating. yeah exactly it's like mario kart's probably more for like your casual i just want to kind of goof around and have a fun time racing with buddies f-zero is more of like quote unquote your serious style racing game i mean yeah, there's there's definitely different market marketability options between Mario Kart and F Zero, which I think could make it a great addition to the Nintendo Switch lineup. And just given the current climate, like how we already have our Nintendo Switch Mario Kart game, that's perfect. Like it really, honestly, is like the perfect Mario Kart as of now. And they're not making like another Mario Kart for the DS, or you know what I mean, like a a different console. Like they they can just focus on making racing games for just the Switch, not like the Wii U and the 3DS, where they both need their own Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I just really hope they don't let this console, let this um, franchise stay dead. Another one I see is uh, Pikmin. Now that is an interesting prediction, Zach, because I haven't seen anyone really talk about Pikmin since Wii U. And it's funny that you said because Shigeru Miyamoto the guy who created Pikmin and plenty of other great Nintendo franchises. So they had Pikmin 4 basically done back in 2015. LOL. <laughs> and um, guys, it's 2020 now. I've gotten like 20 new gray hairs. <laughs> I, I'm more sad about life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just give me my Pikmin. Give me my Pikmin. I, I, this has been like the console where I'm trying a bunch of new things. And so I can't see Pikmin. I can see it not being there because it's been five years. Something must have happened, but what happened to it that like it's had a five-year delay that's just gonna have to be more research that we're gonna have to do because i genuinely have no idea i mean pikmin if you took like the top 10 full nintendo franchises right now or like of all time even pikmin would probably be lower on that list but it'd be on that list lots of people absolutely love the pikmin so you know what's been the delay on that i'm surprised we haven't heard about it sooner Zar, you honest to God strike me as the kind of guy that would like Pikmin. You know, it's funny you say that because I did have the original Pikmin. I I don't think I had any other Pikmin after the first, but oh man, I played the first one all day and night. It was so much fun. And I usually don't like that um, kind of controlling strategy game where you use essentially your minions to do all of the work for you. Um, there was another game, Overlord, I think, was very similar uh, to it. Ah, yes, I remember Overlord. And normally I'm just garbage at those games because I'm not a leader. I can't I can't tell people what to do. <laughs> I'm not a delegator. Zar for president. <laughs> Zar for president. But it was so cute and so charming. And those little flower sprites, the actual Pikmin themselves, they're just... It's just so much fun. Can you kind of describe Pikmin to our people? Because you kind of you hit on it there, but I really haven't described it at all. Mm, yes. So you play as this character, at least in the first game, known as Olimar, who crash lands on this uh, weird planet in his very toy-like spaceship. And so naturally he wants to go home. So he has to go try to find all of the parts for his spaceship to go rebuild it and blast off. Interesting. But that's where the twist comes in because you're basically useless. <laughs> you can't do anything, but you can pick flower people. <laughs> Introduce the Pikmin, uh, pretty aptly named, and they are basically your everything. They will carry things for you. You can launch them at enemies to try to save your own skin and just watch their tiny colored ghosts disappear into the light as you feel bad for murdering them all. <laughs> Brutal. Right? 
But um, so, yeah, you you team up with the Pikmin and they build your ship and you get off the planet. And that's pretty much the sum of the game. You guys all played Brawl, right? Yep. Yeah. I just remember Captain Falcon coming to quote unquote save Olimar and like Falcon kicks over all the Pikmin. They all kind of turn to those ghosts. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I saved you. (laughs) I died laughing at that scene. Um, So that is another one of my predictions. These next two, it's one or the other. I I don't see them both being there, but I see one of them being there. A new Xenoblade project. Okay. Monolith Soft has been said that they have like their team divided into three parts. One part was working on Xenoblade Definitive Edition, which came out in June. Yay. Um, Mm -hmm. Then they had another um, company working, another division working on a new project. This is hypothesized to be a new Xenoblade game, either Xenoblade Chronicles 3 or Xenoblade X2. Okay. Then another division that is currently working on Breath of the Wild 2. Okay, so right now you're saying that you either think there's going to be something with Xenoblade, like a new Xenoblade project, or another Breath of the Wild 2 tease trailer. Right, and I can see logical reasonings for both. So you have the new Xenoblade game. You just came out with Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Xenoblade, or you re-released Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on the Switch. You have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch. Strike While the Iron is Hot announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3 while the, the hype is there, you know what I mean? But then also, Breath of the Wild 2, that was teased back in September, and we haven't heard anything about it since. Mm-hmm. So I think one of those things is going to get announced. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Breath of the Wild 2 because that's the only thing I can see taking away from PlayStation 5 and Xbox One at Series X. Or sorry. So that's kind of to kind of yeah, to go against a little bit of your reasoning, the fact that we just got Xenoblade the definitive definitive edition kind of leads me to believe it's probably going to be more Breath of the Wild simply because like rather than striking while the iron is hot they're probably not going to give us something if they don't have a lot of concrete details about it yet and we just got xenoblade one the definitive edition so you know maybe the maybe with that franchise they just want to kind of give it a break for a little while and i think people are super excited to see what's happening in breath of the wild too i and that's not just me as a zelda fan although <laughs> i mean let's be real i mean you got a two million seller versus i think breath of the wild so sold 20 million as of now so i, I see oh what you're saying God. there's definitely a bigger fan base um but the thing is jp i'm not saying they both couldn't happen i'm just saying there's definitely a possibility that one of these things will happen does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, it's just all speculation. Right. Um, the final thing you have written down here, Zach, is something Metroid. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> the, <laughs> the last Metroid thing that happened is that Metroid Prime uh, cancellation. They were they restarted Metroid Prime 4. Oh, my God. Um, and then notoriously in their Paper Mario trailer for the Origami King, they had the last 15 seconds of Mario playing with the Samus hat on, going pew, 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 pew. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I really don't think Nintendo's full of assholes. I think there must be something <laughs> Metroid related. Not necessarily Metroid Prime 4, but maybe just bringing like a remastered Metroid yeah, certainly. Prime trilogy or an updated Metroid Fusion for the Nintendo Switch. I don't know. Please, something. I, I hope they weren't just teasing us because it's like we already know it's maybe happening this decade. I hope it does. Certainly I do, too. It's uh, I mean, yeah, they've been talking about Metroid Prime 4 for a while now. It's like you said earlier, Nintendo Switch has really been the opportunity for Nintendo to really bring back a ton of its franti- franchises. It's kind of been sleeping on and even some that they could just use a fresh coat of paint to, you know, kind of the newer crowd. I've been introduced to a lot of Nintendo games this generation. I've been a Nintendo fan for, you know, the last 15 to 20 years of my life. But there's so many new franchises that I've tried just because of this year, just because of how well Nintendo's been able to advertise those. So with this list of predictions you have here, Zach, I'm, I think it's a good list. I think it's a feasible list. And if it were to come true, I think you have a pretty solid Nintendo Direct. But obviously, this is all hypothetical. Right. But we do have one event that is for sure taking place on Thursday. And I want to throw this to Czar. Yeah. Xbox is doing a um, showcase this Thursday. I like Zach's Um, comment under Xbox predictions. (laughs) Do they even have games? Lol. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is the question. No, that is the big question. And it took a lot of digging to try to even come up with guessing. Because, <laughs> like, who knows? It's easy to guess Nintendo games because, like, they have their IPs. Like, with Sony and Microsoft, they really don't have those, like, IPs. You know what I mean? Like, they have great games. I'm not shitting on their games. But, like, usually they just kind of do a bunch of new things. And, you know, based off of uh, previous game genres and, like, series, you can kind of guess, like, oh, this sequel's coming out. Or maybe, like, this revamp is coming out soon. But I just feel like with Xbox, they kind of just severed every original game they've had. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of like, where do you start next? I think they tried... In their last presentation, I think they really did try to introduce some new exclusive games because they had some interesting looking stuff. They just didn't dive enough into any of those games or present it in a way that made any of them look especially interesting. Um, What I think is interesting, though, is Xbox kind of was the first one to fire their gun with their, you know, uh, video because PlayStation and Xbox were in the standstill where it's like, okay, who's going to do something first? Xbox had their, well, PlayStation had their spec demo and Xbox blew their spec demo out of the water. And then Xbox had their game trailer and PlayStation blew their game trailer out of the water. So, I mean, with that in mind, Zar, I really want to hear it from an Xbox fan. I mean, what do you want? What do you think is going to happen? Well, that's the interesting thing about this game showcase is this is all going to be first party titles. So it it should be about uh, 45 minutes to an hour long or so. And it's going to be like PlayStations where it is first party titles. And the list of games that I would love to see is is incredible and some of the research that i've been looking through of like maybe this is going to be showcased really started lining up and i kind of wanted to go through those yeah give us some of the big ones i'd love to hear it so this one is for sure i mean all of these games are speculated to be showcased but everyone already knows this is going to happen halo infinite it's going to take <laughs> up a good majority of the spotlight yeah. because that's that's what xbox is is halo <laughs> are you excited and for halo Mm, about like 10 years ago I was I know I'm trying to think of what they could do like I mean like it's a great series but well this is the conclusion to Master Chief like this is the end of Master Chief's story this is the last game in the second trilogy and we've been told several times that like this is Master Chief's last game whether or not that's true is yet to be seen but we know for sure for certain that Xbox is really going to be hitting Halo hard with their console release because that is what they've been promising all year is that our console will release this holiday and so Mm. will Halo. All right, so we have Halo under our belt. What else do you think? The biggest guess that everybody across the internet has been thinking is a Fable reboot. Oh, Ooh, I saw. Okay. Yeah, they were talking about not that. even a remaster. Like they are talking about rebooting the system from game one. Hmm. So I'd like to see some some new Fable stories because God, that game was it was so dark, but also charming. Like it was creepy, but also very cute. So in other words, it's your favorite game of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cute, really out there games, though, I think we're going to see Psychonauts 2 in this showcase. Oh, okay. Double Fine has been working pretty hard. And I know that I teased this a couple episodes back saying something from Double Fine. Yeah. But I've been a lot of a lot of speculation I've seen across the Internet is is coming up with Psychonauts 2. And so I am more than excited for that because that game is is like playing a Picasso painting. That And that is exactly what I've heard. Zach, have you ever dug into Psychonauts a little What's bit? An Xbox. No, no, I haven't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have not, I've heard good things. I've heard a lot of good things. I've just heard it's kind of a, got a cult following and I haven't gotten into it yet. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those games like you have to actually be interested in it because if you don't have any interest whatsoever, you're gonna hate it. You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Um, continuing this, this guessing train though, PlayStation showcased their uh, console-specific racing game. I don't remember what that was. Uh, Horizon? Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran, Gran Turismo. Turismo. So naturally, if they showcase that, we're going to see Forza. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. going to happen. Because they got to have the racing game on launch. Um, and for, 
And for what it's worth, Gran Turismo looked incredible on the PlayStation 5. But I think when it comes to racing game, Xbox actually has the edge with Forza. And especially with that hardware, I think Forza is going to look beautiful. Yeah, that's a game that might be the first time I ever pick up a Forza game. But like, I I want to see it because it is going to look good. And Zach can get (laughs) F-Zero. I'm all talking about racing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I only have one more guess, but I'm pretty sure that this one is legitimate. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to go for Hellblade 2. Didn't okay. We've been hearing a lot about that. Mostly from you, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard of the series. I had no idea that there was a Hellblade one. And I mean, there's actually a beginning title to this, but it's way too many syllables for me. <laughs> so it's known as Hellblade 2. Um, and apparently that's like Xbox's new big uh, first party title. And I think that is definitely going to make the showcase. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are two very solid uh, sets of predictions from you guys. Um, I'm honestly excited for both. You know, Xboxes, I'm definitely going to watch. Nintendo's isn't for sure yet, but we've got credible sources saying that it's coming. And I would love for it. I can't wait to watch them both, you know, and see what is coming up. I think PlayStation really set the bar high. And for, you know what, to be honest, though, I mean, Nintendo, when it comes to their online events, already had the bar pretty high with, you know, their Nintendo Direct. So if Xbox can really show us some cool stuff, I'd be very, very excited. Yeah, exciting news for video games. Woo woo, pew, pew, pew. And with all of that said, there's really only one thing left to do in this episode, and that is to talk about some upcoming games. And who would like to do the honors? I will take the honors, if you will. Game releases. First, we have Ageless coming to the PC and Nintendo Switch on July 28th. Then we have Destroy All Humans Remake coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on July 28th. I'm going to say July 28th a lot, guys. Be ready for that. Grounded is coming to PC <laughs> on Xbox, and Xbox One on July 28th. Made of Skew is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on July 28th. Rocket Arena Season 1 is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on July 28th. Stater XL is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One on on when? Anyone? July 28th. July 28th. Nice. Ter- <laughs> ter- ter- oh my God. Terrorarium is coming to PC on July 28th. Blightbound is coming to PC on <gasps> July 29th. <gasps> wow. What a, what a combo. Hellpoint is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on July 30th. Neo 2, the Tingle's Disciple DLC is coming on to PlayStation 4 on July 30th. What Happened is coming to PC on July 30th. Castle Storm 2 is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on July 31st. <laughs> Look at this next game. Cat Quest <laughs> plus Cat Quest 2 Possum Pack. It's a mouthful. It's coming to PS4, Nintendo Switch on July 31st. Zar, I think that's right up your alley, buddy. We'll do a uh, we'll do a you know game review just for that for you. Hell yeah, you already know I'm gonna pick that up. I didn't know it existed, uh- but now it's going to take my money. Oh, boy. But it's the possum pack. It's going to be a catastrophe, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I'm so I missed the game Cat Lateral Damage. <laughs> Fairy Tale is coming to the PC, PS4, and Nintendo <laughs> Switch on July 31st. Is that based on uh, the anime? Yeah. Nice. The anime I've heard was actually really good. Yeah, One of my old roommates used to love that show. I watched. I Yeah, I've seen all of Fairy Tale. I really liked it. All right. Now, as always, we've got one game to hype up this week as the game that people should be really excited for. What is that game, boys? Destroy all humans. Hell yeah. OK, so there's a few titles from my childhood that I feel like I slept on and everybody else got to experience it. I hate to say it, boys. I never played Destroy All Humans. Woof, you should have. It was so much fun. I, and I figured it was going to be Zar to say that. I, yes. I slept on this title too, JP. We feel better. Zach, you haven't played it either. All right, Zar, it's your time to shine. Tell us about Destroy All Humans. All right, all right, all right. Well, this is a reboot of the series, so they're starting fresh, making a whole new story, but it's pretty much going to be the same from what I've seen. Um, You play as an alien who is named Cryptosporidium 137, and he's labeled 137 because they are a society of clones. And so he is the 137th version of that clone. And anytime you die in the game, 
you come back as Crypto 138, Crypto 139, and so on and so forth. So that's kind of cool. Ah, okay. But Crypto comes to Earth because he is on a very serious mission. As of the first game, it takes place in the 1950s. And unfortunately for Crypto's alien race, their DNA is going bad and they can't clone themselves like they used to. So where are they going to get some more DNA? Well, they're going to invade Earth. (laughs) Seems legit. And so as Crypto, your goal is to try to harvest the brain stems of virtually any person you come across in the game. And you send that those brain stems back to the mothership. They take the DNA, and guess what? You can keep dying and coming back for as long as you want. And, this game sounds terrifying. <laughs> oh, it is, but it's it's utterly charming. It is. It's like watching a <laughs> Chucky movie, and you play as Chucky. I hate <laughs> Chucky movies. But they're full of great one-liners and just <laughs> really dark, dumb comedy. <laughs> so basically, Zara's so, happy place. Yeah, exactly. To harvest this DNA, you have a plethora of gadgets and tools that you can use at your disposal. One of them is your own head. Like you are telekinetic and you can pick things up with your mind. And one of the things you can do with your mind is you can body snatch so you look like a human. You can hypnotize people to make them walk off cliff or you can expand their cranium with their with your brain until their head pops like an bag of popcorn. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> oh, it's a me. great game. And then there's even such great weapons as the Destructo Ionator, um, the Anal Probe, which is exactly what it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the Anal Probe. <laughs> well, you shoot tracking darts. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, and there's like the Zapomatic and all sorts of UFO gadgets to fly around on. So this game is awesome it, it's the uh, most original game i think i have ever seen and they made several of them where you would come back like a decade later so there's one from the 50s 60s 70s and i think it got up to the 80s well i'll be damned i'm not gonna lie that sounds like kind of a good time who's the studio uh no do you know head. i knew who it was pandemic studios black forest games yes yep that sounds about pandemic. right so To all of you out there, if that sounds like your cup of tea, (laughs) by all means, give it a shot because that, you know, I mean, I know I'm kind of screaming into the void and so is Zach because most people have played this game, but it does sound like a genuinely good time. And it's only $30. Ooh, even better. Can't beat that. You know Zara's going to get it. I know Zara's going to get it. Uh, (laughs) Zara. Sometimes with you, man, I swear. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much it for this episode. And boy, oh boy, it's been a good one. But I do want to kind of hype up a little bit what we're doing on Saturday because Zara is hungover for a very particular yeah. reason. We have something to celebrate. And who would like to share it? Uh, uh, I would. Me. Me. Go. Yes. Zach. Guys. Zach, guys, we've been doing this for almost five months now. And. People watch our show sometimes. Holy crap. What? In fact, <laughs> we have had our podcast, the Game T Podcast, downloaded 1,000 times. <laughs> Seriously, guys, give it you up. You guys That's are awesome. awesome. That is Thanks amazing. for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. I didn't think people would actually listen to yeah. us, so this is awesome. <laughs> we're annoying (laughs) we made this for ourselves and people are like oh wow this is kind (laughs) of neat seriously so as a little bit of a thank you uh on saturday we are not really doing any gaming news but instead doing a 1000 download special q a that we have we've essentially gathered questions from some of our most prominent viewers um we're going to answer a bunch of them and we also do have a special guest coming on that we need to thank for all of his hard work and if you want to find out who it is just uh, make sure you tune in on Saturday. It's going to be a good episode. And with all that, Hell I think yeah. we're good for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to us. You guys are awesome people. Thank you. We love you. We will see. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next episode. Do you guys want to Three, say bye together? Two, one. Bye. bye. bye.
Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast. 